Hello friends, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whichever way that's meant to go. Um, welcome to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Bit of a different one this week, mainly because I'm actually in a room with my guest, rather than sitting looking at a screen, uh, which I think we're probably all more than, well, more used to than we should be, uh, to be honest. But at least we're all behaving, although maybe I'm not tonight. Uh, but yeah, really stoked. And also my first repeat guest, uh, Mr. Alex Bruce. Otherwise known as Bruce, Bruceman. G'day, 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 g'day. Welcome, Bruce. Yeah, it's nice to have you. Um, and before you know, yes, we are six feet apart. You know, um, like Joe Rogan, I had him COVID tested, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably, you know, very naughty, but whatever. This is for your entertainment, guys. That's why we're here. So, yeah, a bit different, you know. Um, me and Bruce have been wanting to do kind of episode two for a little while now. Um, haven't we? Well, this is episode three, technically. Yeah, it is. Shit, no, wow, yeah. Yeah, so still, the, the first ever episode of this podcast was with Bruce, recorded at his house, um, and something happened, it deleted itself. I still think it is in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. One day. One day it'll come out. release the first ever episode. The first ever episode recorded. But luckily, since then, um, you know, I went, uh, managed to kind of rec- compose myself and actually record an intro for the podcast. Um, which incidentally is actually my most listened to episode. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise that um, <laughs> that I actually nice. recorded an intro. <laughs> yeah, randomly. I look, I look today and it is my most listened to episode, um, which is good. But yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for all the support so far. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Um, I'm very much enjoying doing it. Uh, drinking beers, talking to people and trying to open up more of a conversation. Um, so yeah, a little bit different, as I said. It's been different for me because I've got Bruce actually in the room. And obviously, uh, a lot of my recent guests I haven't actually known, or I don't know them, haven't met them, whereas Bruce is obviously a very good friend. So we're going to do a few different things um, today. We're just going to kind of just just chat shit, really. Talk about what we've been up to, how this year's been, um, you know, get into the kind of mental health conversation as a whole, um, and, and just sort of go from there. So kicking off then, uh, you know, we're not going to mess around. Me and Bruce have just finished uh, episode one of season two of The Mandalorian. Christ, yeah, mate, so good. We'll, I guess, I guess no spoiler free. Spoiler free. No yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. no spoilers. Don't worry about it. Was it good? Yes. Yes. Ten out of ten. Ten out. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just like that they're. I just like what they're doing. It's a small case, small vibes. Like they're not trying to change. They're not. They're not doing the big story of like what the galaxy's doing. It's like, it proper is like, I read a review earlier and it was like monster of the week. And that's yeah, literally mate. what it is. I just think it's like a, it's like an old school, I don't know how old these films are, but like films that like had cowboys in or TV shows that had cowboys in. And it's like, a dude arrives, turns up in some town and obviously, places in Star Wars have got like that cowboy kind of vibe about them as well. Yeah. And he rocks up and people don't like him, and then he helps out, and people like him. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. sick. And but then it's a western, but it's also Star Wars with a really cool character. I yeah, I mean, you know, those of you that listen to podcasts, like, no, like for me, Star Wars is just like it's like my happy place. If I'm having a bad day, like if I'm, you know, things like that. Like if I can't, you know, get out and do stuff, or even if I have gone out and done stuff, like if I'm sitting on the sofa and if I'm going to put something on and make me just like chill out and kind of escape a bit star wars is that thing for me so uh, for me the mandalorian is just it's just the biggest treat ever like you know i'm 29 years old now and i'm still just like oh 
I think it's I think it's the best. I think the I think it's the best Star Wars that we've had for the best Disney Star Wars. It's definitely had. the best Disney Star Wars we've had. Send me the Rogue One. Uh, I love Rogue oh One. Oh God, did I don't get yeah when, when Rogue One when Darth Vader shows up at yeah, the end of Rogue Darth One. Darth Vader shows up at the end of Rogue. I don't know. Like those two are really like really good. And then there's and then I just think for me like when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi was was my uh, maybe because I was a kid and it had yeah. all those little teddy bears, but it had a lot of lightsaber the action Ewoks, as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was my. Yeah, it's difficult. I. I, I don't know, I just, all these kids have like, they're like, oh, I was into this and this when I was a kid. But for me, I'm like, I just like Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I like trucks or whatever, and then I love Star Wars. Yeah. But I, I think, think I'm, that's about right. Yeah. And I, so I just, it's like a 25-year relationship for me now with, like, this universe. And I'm sure, like, loads of people have the same thing, especially people listening. All my friends, you know, I know, like, you, you know, you, you love it as well and stuff. But it just... I don't know, it just does, it does something. I found the other day, I think, it might be on my Instagram from like a couple of years ago, I found my like school exercise books from when I was in year one. Yeah. And we basically got to, you had to, we got into school, and like the first thing you had to do is you had to like write a page, and literally it's like, two, I wrote, write two sentences about what we'd done that morning or in the, over the weekend. <laughs> and I used to just write, I did this, and then I watched Star Wars. And once you'd written half a page, you yeah. could then draw a picture. Oh, nice! <laughs> of um, of like what you've been doing. Yeah. And I obviously vibed off that. And then you can just see as I've gone from being like a bit of a special like four year four year old or five year old <laughs> to being able to like actually draw actually draw like being able to act like drawing Star Wars pictures. Lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, there's one where it's like an egg. There's like an attack and you can just see Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber just hanging yeah. out at the bottom of it. And that was what I used to do when I was like six or six years old or something. Just draw pictures just of Luke Skywalker. Just draw pictures of Star Wars, yeah. And then I got obsessed with World War Two and I started drawing pictures of that. I found it all the other day. That's pretty That's pretty dark, isn't it? Yeah. World War Two. Yeah. I don't know if I can, I can show you the... I remember mum mum telling me apparently I had a phase when I was a kid where I would wear all black <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nice. I just wanted to be Luke Skywalker yeah, yeah, in Return I, of the Jedi yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually yeah. I think I did a bit of that for a while went through a phase of like and I think I'm still in that phase I basically wear all black still but yeah when I was like five six years old all I wanted to wear was a black dressing gown or something like that yeah nice Need the need that sort of robe effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need even like the, the belt, something <laughs> hanging below a belt. Yeah, like a towel. It even if matter. it's towel. <laughs> yeah, something you can hang your lightsaber on. Yeah. Do you have a lightsaber? Yeah, with me and Finley, my younger brother, we must have. I think we had one each, or we had. There was yeah. various we lightsabers. Had, we had collections because sometimes yeah. we would duel. And they break. Yeah, they break. And then we got like when Revenge of the Sith came out. My brother was like. For for his like tenth birthday maybe yeah maybe, maybe younger maybe his came out two thousand and five so, so we were fourteen yeah yeah so Fraser would have been turning ten right so I think for Fraser's tenth birthday we went to see Revenge of the Sith yeah and we got three or four lightsabers so we could like do double double lightsaber yeah yeah fights. akimbo akimbo <laughs> lightsaber <laughs> fights with each other there were some tears at that, yeah in the Bruce household at that sort of time because I don't know anyone who was Jewels with a light with a plastic lightsaber will have clipped one on the thumb at some stage. Right, <laughs> thumb, elbows, kneecaps. Yeah, mate. 
like, yeah, all those, yeah, I remember just like, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, me and Finlay like whacking each other. And yeah, we got the same same age difference. So at a point, I was considerably larger than Finlay. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a one-sided fight, but it was it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that's maybe enough about Star Wars. But one thing that every every Jedi needs uh, is a moustache, and we are at that time. <laughs> oh of year. yeah, we are. You've got a powerful beard since Man, I last saw you. Yeah, I can't believe it. I've never, I've never, I've never had anything like this before. Didn't know it was possible. You grew one in lockdown, did you? I so grew one in lockdown. It was a bit like everyone. Everyone yeah, had like everyone, everyone had a beard in lockdown, and it was a bit. I looked a bit Amish by the end of it, I reckon. <laughs> like, just... And then I was starting to look like that the other day, and then I was like, do I take it off? Do I do I try and do, like, a little... Bit brother little Hezekiah. Sha- yeah, a little shape-up, and I just, like, took a bit of length off and just tied it up underneath. And yeah. then suddenly I was like, I've got a proper beard. I like I'm, this. I'm yeah. a man now. I have, I have I'm a actually... I'm a man with a beard. I'm a man with a beard, and I'm grown up. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, and yeah, now I will getting ready. I I'll, I'll be doing taking my um, going down to the mo on Sunday when I get home. Yeah, as we were saying earlier, there's the argument, isn't there? Because some people November, I think what you're meant to do is you're meant to shave all of it, everything off on the first of November, and then grow a moustache. But I'm not sure I agree with that because a lot of, especially this year, a lot of men have beards already and stuff. So I think it's better. Oh, here we go. We got the drawing. <laughs> That's just taken a little while to. I'm not quite Jamie. Oh wow! So I can't pull stuff up that quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not quite Jamie. Although Jamie's just had COVID, so I don't want you to be like Jamie. Mate, no. that's a good drawing though. Yeah, mate. I'm that's... not sure what that is in the background. What is that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That looks dodgy. This is... Oh no, it's cracked snow because we're in Hoth. Oh, uh, we're on the yeah, we're on Hoth. <laughs> and that I think is what the eighth of June, 1998. 98. Nice. That's yeah, well, not that's... not great content for a podcast, there, guys. But we'll, yeah, we'll don't be... worry. Maybe we'll post it up on the story. We'll post a picture. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think I think having a, I think if you've got the beard, shave it, and then but keep the moustache that you've already grown. Yeah, because the whole idea is looking silly. Otherwise, you're just gonna be clean shaven for like a week when you've got like just yeah, you're dirty, just gonna have a dirty top lip, dirty top lip like our friend the Bimman. Our friend Give the Bimman. Oh no, we can't call him Bimman anymore. Sam Green. Our friend Sam. Our friend Sam. Most people listening probably know who don't, Sam is. Don't call him the Bimman. Don't call them. Well, no, we're allowed to, but people who, yeah, people who don't know why he's called the Bidman aren't allowed I'm to just call him that. Don't call him the Bidman because I know he'll listen to this and get cross. I don't know if he does listen to this, but Probably, maybe I don't know. Yeah, if you do, he doesn't. I don't think he does anything involving technology. But I speak to I speak to him all the time. You yeah. little shit! If you're out there, talk yeah. to us. We miss you. Having weird, just making us think of weird logic. Yeah, outfoxing things. He he's a smart man. But yeah, but I did Movember a few years ago, and I was like, oh, this will be really cool, and I did it, and I shaved shaved it, and it wasn't until about the 15th of November where I was like, oh, I've got a moustache now. Yeah. So I'm like... I've I'm, now got a little... Yeah, yeah you've got you got a little twizzle. I'm going to have little flicks, mate, and yeah. like, I can actually... You can see it, like, I'm like... What we call the Inspector Poirot. Yeah. Yeah, so mate. There you go. I think, I, I think it's worth doing. I think it's a bit of fun. Especially after the year we've all had, and 2020 really has been the year of the beard, I think. I think everyone's grown a beard in lockdown, just because yeah. they're like, well, I can't leave. Like, my friend Ed, who I did a podcast with, Ed Seater, socks with Ed Seater, although he doesn't work for Stance anymore, but he did at the time. Uh, he grew a beard, and it's very funny, because his ability to grow a beard is less than par, let's say. Is it? 
Yeah, but he grew a full beard. Did he? It was very funny. Yeah, it was no. very long, but Whis- quite like wispy. Wispy, yeah, Japanese, but really Japanese long. Man beard or something. Yeah, yeah, like a, a samurai beard. He slightly looked, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he did slightly resemble a member of the Taliban by the end. Oh, no. it, it's quite strong, like around the jawline, but then doesn't quite fill up the cheeks. Yeah. So it was a bit of a neck beard, shall we say? Oh yeah, nice. I think um, I I think I heard someone talk like the. Moustache thing. People worry about it and worry about it looking like a pedo, looking looking dodgy. Yeah. But you just like, if you meet someone who looks at you and is like, oh, and they can't get their head around the fact that you're doing it for men's mental health and you're doing it for a bit of fun and they're just yeah. like, you look stupid or you look like a pedo. Yeah. Then you know very quickly to fuck that person off and yeah. not talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if someone's like, ha, you look like a pedo, nice work. <laughs> They're like, yes, I do, mate. <laughs> yes, I do, and thank you. You're all right. It's yeah, that, it's that age old the what we call it uh, the, the the James Smith Formula One fallacy or whatever he says. I don't know if you've heard. He's got so many fallacies so many and analogies. That, yeah, and, mate. It's just if yeah. if someone's like, oh, do you want to go inside and watch the Formula One? You're like, oh, you like in your head. Like, like, I should oh, say yes because you... Formula One's meant to be cool, but actually, I hate actually, Formula I hate One because <laughs> yeah. it's really boring. Yeah, that's. I don't, like, I don't like Formula One. I, like, I've watched it before. And tried. And it's been, no, I've watched it before and I've been like, actually, because I was sat on a yacht with two engineers yeah. and they were explaining to me certain things that were going on and obviously they were keen and I was just like, all right, I've got nothing else. I was on watch, so I had to sit where I was on, so I couldn't leave the, right. the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, can we watch this? And I was like, well, there's nothing else on. And it was quite a good race. But I couldn't see myself being like, like for rug- to watch it for rugby again. for like and even for some rugby games or like I only watch finals and internationals now. Right. I used to love rugby. Yeah. But um, but now I wouldn't be like. There's not really a lot that I'd be like sit down for and get like amped sports wise. Yeah. From, like a big final, I could never see myself being like, oh yeah, the fucking Grand Prix on this weekend. Yeah. Grow. You can't even. The closest you can get to going is doing that sport is go karting. Well, that, that's, yeah, I can't remember why I said this. I think I might have said it with, with A Need to Read Ed. We were saying, like, to me, I can't get, I can't really watch a sport and really enjoy it unless I've, like, done that sport yeah, a yeah. bit. Like, you know, like, because I started jiu-jitsu at the beginning of this year, now I am a bit more interested in, like, the UFC and stuff. I'm still not, like, super into it, but I watch it now and I, I have an understanding of what they're doing. I'm yeah, not, yeah. like, they're hitting each other until they're on the ground and then they're just rolling on top of each other. Now I'm, like, it's got him in a triangle, it's got him in an yeah, arm yeah, bar, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And you're, like, or, or you're, like, someone will do something, like, those boys will do some, some gnarly, like, sweep and, like, get out, of yeah. situ- get out of a situation. And then with jiu-jitsu versus UFC... People are like raining bombs on top of each other as well, so they're like do something really cool. But they're still like, Bang! but they're still taking hits. Whereas when you're when you're rolling normally, you don't have to do. You're not hitting each other <laughs> in the face. Yeah, that. so it's it's kind of exciting, and I'm like, I'm kind of yeah, I, I kind of get that interest in it now. I've never been a a, a sport, you know, watching sports. I've never been, you yeah. know, I didn't play football or watch football as a kid. Didn't rugby anything, so I don't necessarily have that thing, you know that. Thing in my history, like my dad doesn't didn't watch football or anything, no. so I didn't grow up with that. I'll let I'll tell you a funny story. As a kid, I was so focused and desperate on like fitting in with everyone, right? But I wasn't good at football, didn't care about it. But like I used to swim, and people there liked football. I wanted to like fit in and know stuff. So my dad 
would watch Match the Day before he went to bed. I'd go to bed early because we'd swim really early in the morning. Right. My dad would watch Match the Day and then tell me all the scores on the way to swimming. So that I could like, or tell, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. would tell me what happened, and then I was able to like fit in a have conversation, fit in a bit better with people. Yeah. With people, I mean, that still comes up every so often. I'm like, oh god, was that good? Was that good? <laughs> Because I, well, dude, you say that, like, I remember at school, like, because I wasn't into any of this stuff, and, like, we moved up to Scotland when I was eight, and I remember arriving, and Scotland is a very football-centric culture, and not just football, like, Scottish football. Yeah. So it's not like, do you support Manchester United? Because it's like, no, that's not Scottish football. Like, do you support Hibs or Rangers or Celtic and all this? And it's like, I don't even like football, let alone Scottish football. I have no interest. So it's... I remember finding it, it was quite hard. Like, I, you know, I... Yeah. I, I remember being, like, probably... I don't know if you ever remember being, like, the age where you're worried about fitting in and then you go and, like, mix with... So you'll have your mates from school and then you'll um, mix with, like, over the summer, you'll go and do, like, a camp or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Such a white privileged thing to my parents will pay me to go to pay for me to go and do something fun for a few weeks. Um, and you like meet a group of different kids, and they'd be like, "Oh, hi!" And then some kids, the first thing they would ask you, or this would be a holiday thing as well. Like, what football them? team do you support? And I'd be like, "I don't know." Yeah, oh, I'm from Portsmouth, and then I was from Portsmouth too at the time, but like lower, lower leagues. Yeah, and then went on. And this is another thing about sport, which is insane. People will sit down, and watch the Formula One, watch the rugby. And then the result of whatever it is yeah. will then affect their mood for the oncoming day, week, whatever. That doesn't make any sense. To and me. it's imse- and I was talking to I was talking to one of our friends, Barney, about this the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, that." I was like, "Exeter Chiefs won the did the league and cup doubles in the in the Premiership, so yeah. they won the European Cup, then they won the Premiership, and I was like, oh, that will make my brother happy.'" Something that doesn't affect him in any way, shape, yeah. <laughs> shape or form, and he know he knows this as well. And then Barney was like, "Yeah, hopefully Alex Thompson wins the Bengal Globe this year. It doesn't affect me in any way." But he was like, "I hope he wins." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That but you... it's I think it's just it's that form of it's that escapism thing as, as well that you just yeah, and 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 it's epic in the UK when England did really well at the football. Like I don't care about the football, whole country was the whole like country on a high. was on a huge high. Yeah, I remember in twenty eighteen when. Yeah. Um, when when England did really well in the World Cup and, that, and they did great and but and then they lost and then everyone just cracked on with their lives and yeah. then last year people got pretty stoked when England did really well in the Rugby World Cup and yeah. then people got st- I don't know actually if people got I was in Greece drinking beers and windsurfing <laughs> when the Cricket World Cup was on last yeah. year but I do there is there is that but also I just think it's all oh, I was chatting to someone today about he was like a I'm not an ex-pro footballer, but he'd like grown up, he'd gone through the Southampton Academy. Yeah. So he was like, he would have been, he was doing it from age 14 to 17. He was, he went to school like three days a week. And just played football. And then played football for Southampton. But yeah, he was yeah. from Portsmouth. Right. So he would get on the train wearing his kit at Fratton. Oh, shit. And um, so for anyone who's listening and doesn't understand like what we're t- talking about, the Fratton, not Fratton, Portsmouth Football Club and Southampton Football Club there's, is like, it's like a right, huge, proper rivalry, huge derby rivalry type thing. But like, so then imagine this, and he was telling me that a security guard at Fratton train station midweek, so yeah. not even a game day or anything, yeah. had to 
like hold someone back off him because he was wearing a Southampton uh, like tracksuit. Yeah, yeah. He was fourteen or something, between fourteen and seventeen, so a young kid. Yeah. Just wanted to play football. Yeah. And like had been asked to play football in a professional setting. And someone had come after him at a train station because he was getting the train to go to St Mary's to go yeah. train with like an elite football squad. And I wonder I what just... it is. Do you think it's? Do you think it's just people like looking for an identity as well? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, you know, I say it a lot. Yeah. Like you, I, you know, you can you do find an identity depending on what you love doing. Do you know what I mean? I identify like as, or people would identify me as like a, a surfer, yeah, like yeah. a windsurfer. You know, because I like going to the sea and I like doing those stuff. For you, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you're a surfer as well. You're a snowboarder and stuff, because that's what you like doing. Do you think a lot of these people kind of struggle to find an identity? So they form an identity around, well, I, I support this football club, so I'm I'm just going to love this. And then they get involved in, like, I'm going to be almost, like, patriotic about this football yeah, club. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I find it really also, weird. You also see in snowboarding and that there's like a there's like a level that it hits where you've got snowboarding yeah and you're like do snowboarding and you're just learning and then the same with skiing you just do skiing and, you, and then you've got like this weird in between level where people are like all right at snowboarding all right at skiing and they seem to fucking hate each other yeah and then you get past it and you're just like yeah sick there's, okay. there's a skier here so okay. If there's a flat bit of run, they'll drag me, and we're all gonna do, we're all going out to have a sick time. Yeah, and do cunts. Some of us, some of us have cool. two. Some of us have two things yeah, on yeah. our feet, and some of us have one. Some of us have got poles, and some of us don't. And it's just, and it doesn't matter. And it, because everyone's out there trying to do, trying to achieve the same thing, which is have have fun and do, yeah, and actually do yeah. And I think there's, but there is this weird in between ground where people are like, oh, you're a snowboarder, so I don't like you. Like yeah. A skier. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good for you, mate. Yeah, yeah mate. You're you far angrier about yeah. this than I yeah, am. <laughs> or do you want to just come? Do you want to come and enjoy it? Because that's what I'm going to go. I'm going yeah. go to go. You get the same thing it. with um, like windsurfing and kite surfing, don't you? Yeah. All the kite surfers. To be, surfers fa- to be and fair, and, <laughs> I've backed some kite surfers before. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, nice dangle, mate. Yeah. But, but at the same time, they're out there and they're probably and like these the the top boys are are all. Barney always says kite surfers look like they're having much more fun. They do look like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, they don't. They don't care that they what their stunts don't don't look as cool nah. as ours. They or they probably think ours look weird. Yeah, it's that person doing a backside one eighty that he can't land because... and then stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then stopping. Why is but... that person doing a weird slide? I just and... don't like in kite surfing. They do the move and they get pulled by the kite, and then as they have to land. They kind of bring the kite back above them, and it just makes them like kind of pendulum and dangle. Yeah. I understand why they've got to do it, but I just don't think that looks very yeah. cool. I've seen people kiting before and doing stunts, and like they land. And oh, like king of the air! Gassing, man. yeah. It's land going faster than they took off. Yeah. Like when we went when we watched King of the Air in Cape Town, yeah. that was ridiculous. But it's funny how people, yeah, they do form these like tribes depending on what they do. Yeah. I think it's. I think belonging. Going back to like what I was saying at the um, at the start of this like little segment. Yeah. About how my dad used to give me this this like intel when I was a kid. Yeah. It was all about belonging. It was intel. All about, yeah. 
morning intel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, you want to you want to feel like you're part of the gang. Don't you? Know, yeah, I wanted to be able to join in these conversations. So Dad was like, "Yeah, right," and, and he knew. But and as a kid, I was really struggled with like belonging to anyone. I think it's and it's always been like I think I said to you once on the on the lawn at the, at the club, at yeah, club, club Bass. Like, oh, the problem with super yachting is that you don't feel like you belong, like you don't really struggle with the whole belonging thing. Whereas, yeah. where we were, what we were up to in the summer, there was such a crew, and everyone was all. You're all doing the same thing. All doing the same thing, all part of it, and it was all it was all all for one one for all. It was a real, real. I don't know. Yeah, it was just a really nice, um, nice sort of vibe. Everyone being together and everyone and and, and belonging, which I think is. But oddly, well, yeah. Yeah, but there's that odd thing as well of actually when we were out in Vass, even though we're all at completely different levels, you know, you've got our, our friend Elliot, who's who's going to come on the podcast, very interesting guy. Yeah. Um, he was only kind of really starting his windsurf journey. Oh, mate, yeah. What an incredible... He smashed it, yeah. He went from, <laughs> went from complete zero to hero, but still early in the stages. And But we all came come from completely different backgrounds and stuff. Few of us know each other from years past. Few of us didn't know each other, but... Because we all kind of shared that windsurfing thing a little bit, yeah. there's automatically that kind of belonging yeah. bit there. Love, love of windsurfing and you know, love of Hellenic lager. Was well, that's it, yeah. Do you just love just the vibe? The, those two there's, there's literally there's something in the air out there in Vass. Yeah. Uh, those of you that have been to Vass before, you'll know as well that like, there is literally some, there's something in the air there that just makes people have a lovely time. Um, yeah, but I mean, me and Nick, the guy from the the Wave, on our, one of our episodes, we were talking about this, and he was talking about how water can. There's been studies done on water that I was listening to that. Oh my god, my brain had exploded. I was like, I was like, I don't know about this. Well, I know. I need to read about. <laughs> I need to. Oh uh, yeah, before yeah. I can come, before I can comment, I need to read about water. That. You know, water like retaining coming, memories and that conversation was cool. I was like, I was like, I don't know. This sounds. Very spirit, the spirit. Just sounds meant, yeah. Well, he yeah, said it as well. He's like, really this is spiritual, very spiritual, spiritual yeah. side of side of things. But I genuinely believe, like, I don't know what there is, but whenever I get to Vass, I'm like, oh mate, yeah. Oh, I'm happy oh, there's now. no, there's no denying that there's, oh, I just, there's something going on yeah, there. Yeah. You know? I think, I think, yeah, it's like atmosphere. And again, like talking about being a kid, you know, you, you go round to a friend's house, and you could go round to a friend's house, and it was all chilled and nice. Yeah. And you go round to a friend's house, and some, and you'd be like. Had a bit of a scary mum or dad or something. You'd yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You'd be like on eggshells yeah, yeah, yeah. whilst you were there, and then you go around to someone else's house. And and I I remember my favourite player. There was I had there was a there was like a few people that we would go and hang out with quite a lot. And there was a there was a lady called Ali, a lady called Claire, and a lady called Wendy, and then uh, Anne. Whenever we went around there, those different places, they were yeah. like Claire was like. The mum of one of my best mates from, went from being really little, and then the others were actually all parents of my sister's mates. And we, uh, but whenever I went round there, they're like, "Do you want some food? Oh, Just try and feed me." And yeah. I was like, "Yes, I, I do." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah I want food. all of it. <laughs> and that was, uh, yeah, that's and those those plates. It's just like when you walk in there, you're just like, "Yeah, nice." And it looked like I was being, I was going there because they were more my, they were more parents of my sister's friends. But I was like, "Yeah, just give me food." Give you food. I think it's it's memory. I think it's not necessarily memories in the water, but memories, memory, your own memories as well. Like yeah. even if you've kind of forgotten about them, like dude, I spent nearly like ten, nearly seven, eight, ten years in Vass yeah. doing seasons all together, twenty eleven to twenty seventeen every summer. Yeah. So 
whenever I go there, like even subconsciously, I some maybe I'm walking around and I'm like, yeah, I've just done so much fun yeah, yeah. stuff here. I think that's tr- that that that's that's true. Like I've forgotten half like... of the memories, not just because I spent half the spent half of it pretty drunk, you know. Legend. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 just not just because yeah I'm shit based half the time, but just because you you know your brain can only process so much yeah so i do think there's a lot of like subconscious memories of that place there that are all generally pretty happy yeah so when i'm there i just i do have a sense of calm when i'm there compared to pretty much anywhere else in the world yeah. i went to in 2018 i went to mythos and um remember being there that was like with a previous previous girlfriend it was all fucking Shit. Yeah, we talked um, about it in the last. I one, just yeah, remember what, being there and just being like, Greece is my favourite country in the world. Yeah, and I feel so shit in this in this really? place. Yeah, in comparison to um, Vast. in comparison to Vast, where and I'd only done one one season of Vast. One season there. Well, you done you done one se- yeah at that stage yeah. I'd yeah. done a season there and then I'd done like a ten week boys holiday. <laughs> <laughs> The year after that. The year after, yeah, yeah came yeah. out, came out, and bloody tore the place a new one. Ran the, ran the shop from <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah, mate, I remember being in Mykonos and just being like, and it's weird. Like I was like, this isn't, this isn't what I, what I'm used to, what I know, what I, what I'd imagined. It was, it's so, so like poncy there in comparison to or posy or whatever the, whatever the non-offensive but slightly offensive word is. To describe, to describe it's the just, place. It, looks, it just looks like the kind of location that you go to just to take a picture yeah, to put yeah, on Instagram yeah. to say that you've been there. Yeah, I've been to It doesn't actually... I've stood next to a white building and some nice... nice some nice villas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really understand places like that. But, and, but yeah, and the vibe... Yeah, the vibe again. The vibe again, the, the, the memories in the air, whatever you want to call it, is just so different. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the second you step into Vast, people are like because we've both spent so much time there as well. And I think what cool, an- another thing is that just everyone knows you. Everyone wants to chat and say hello. Yeah. People are like, and, and you can go and and everything everything that you do is that, like people just always just chuffed ass to um, chuffed ass to see you until they're like, where have you been? Come on, come again. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> always the same people going back and all yeah, this. Yeah. So you, I mean. You, uh, we we talked. We maybe talked about this on the the last episode of DVD where we talked about you, you know your business with Turtle Straws and stuff. So we're not necessarily going to do a huge amount of talking about that um, today. But one thing you do, and that we we've done for years is we did seasons and all this. But now obviously you run Turtle Straws, but you run it kind of online and stuff. And you know there's all this stuff about digital nomads and stuff. But I think it was Elliot that was like our friend who, who he said to you, he was like, you, you actually are a digital nomad. You know, all these people that are like, yeah, I'm a digital nomad, but all they do is walk five minutes down the road and work from a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. But you actually did last summer. Was it? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah last, last summer. Last summer. Fuck, we're still in tw- yeah, 2020. Fucking Fuck it. Fuck longer. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you spent, well, you spent six weeks this summer there as well. Yeah. Yeah. But you just ran it from, from, yeah, mate. from Vance Elliot as well. Elliot was the first, but like, so I, this is the first time I met Elliot. Which yeah. is pretty nut nut. I hope you get him on sooner rather than later. He um I went round to his house and he and we like known of each other before. And then he just went, So what's your plans now? And I was like, ah. Oh. So I like had a six week job teaching windsurfing at one of the centres out there just to like help out. Mm. And then 
like the kind of done thing at that stage would just be you just well you've got no work left so you just go home and I was like nah I'll just rent I'll just rent a place yeah and see what happens and then last summer in terms of my business and all of that sort of stuff yeah like I think even in March when we did the last podcast I thought that this summer would be the same obviously but difficult to sell it's actually difficult to sell ice to Eskimos if they don't need any ice or if there's been, if there's been loads, loads of global warming. And what I'm, the a stupid analogy that I'm trying to make there is that if all the bars are shut, you can't sell the bars stuff that they need need because they are shut. Because they don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but last, yeah, last summer, I was like, well, where am I going to be happiest? Where do all my friends live? Where am I going to be able to detach from... Your, your mind gets pretty busy when you're trying to, like... Run the run your own show and everything everything yeah. that you do. So I was like, I tell you what, and it's actually again, it's that little Australian bastard slipped <laughs> an idea into my brain. He came out to I was in La Plan and he came from Verbier to La Plan. Sam Green, this is or Binman, but you're not allowed to call him Binman. He came to visit. We had a huge tear up in the Alps for like a week. Yeah. Like skiing, he skis, I snowboard. And you're Summer. still friends. We're still friends. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And we, um, and he, so we had this tear up drinking beers and just having a, re- and then he just goes, you can run this from anywhere. And I went, yeah, probably. Don't know. Yeah, and yeah. And then he goes, I know where you could run. I know where you could run. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I can't do it, mate. I've got, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. And then, um, but actually, could you, could you actually think of a, a, a logistic reason why you couldn't do it really? I started thinking about it then. And then he rang me, and I was in, I was in Gatwick Airport. He rang me and just goes, "Mate, uh, do you, I reckon, do you reckon you could do?" It? And I wasn't going to tell him. He's like, "Do you reckon you could do me a favour?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, anything." And he goes, um, "Could you take my kit from? It was here. No, it was in. It was at Eastwatch. It was at mine. Yeah, yeah. It was at your house. Like, can you go to Sandy's for me? Get my kit." And take it to Southampton so it can go on the truck. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, Bim, but I can't. And he's like, oh, and like, I could just see his sad. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, stop doing this for me. And I was like, Bim, and I'm in, I'm in Gatwick Airport. I'm flying out to Bass. I'm going to be here all season. <laughs> and then I was just, I just did it. And like, it was one of those moments as well. Like when it happened, I was like, oh, this is, this is great. I'm just going to do it and fuck yeah. it. And if it all goes wrong. I'll just fly home. I'll fly home. And that's literally what is the worst that can happen. Yeah, and that's like a message that I think people need to out of this out of this this year especially. There's been loads of moments where I could have been like this summer, oh, I don't think I should go to Greece because I don't know what's gonna happen or what if there's a lockdown out yeah, there. Yeah, you went for like five or six weeks this year, didn't you? Yeah, so this year yeah. the, last year I was there for the whole summer basically. May, June, July, August. September like I so. came out to see you for your last week which yeah. was second week of September I was there for four and a half months last year yeah and like just did everything made sold more straws in that time than I have anywhere in Vass last year I think I sold like probably just under a million straws in I remember one week I sold half a quarter of a million straws in one week last summer <laughs> I was like what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, and did a few other a few other bits built like actually built up the brand so that it was like more than just photos of cocktails on on I mean I took lots of photos of cocktails on the beach that's what yeah, we do yeah. if you run a 
run a straw, straw brand. I don't, and I also think that I, I like to think that potentially I'm the first person to be like, yeah, I've got a straw brand. I'm pretty cool. I'm a digital nomad. Didn't, yeah. Don't you know? But yeah, Elliot, um, back to him. Fuck, I've gone a little t- tangent about That's all fine. that. But Elliot, first time I met him, he was like, mate, you're a, you sound like you're a real digital nomad. Yeah, I, I remember like, saying so I was like, shut up. <laughs> oh, no, Such a wank toe over there. <laughs> it is. So, but he was like, no, no, because you've got all these, all these assholes on Instagram Pretending with their, to with do their, it. With their big followings not with, and their and their videos trying to sell courses being like, hey, do you want to learn how to, how to how work to from a, home? How to make a million pounds in one day but lose one million and one pounds in one day. Yeah. This is how it, While living in Tahiti. Well, yeah. 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 And, uh, and, he, and he was like, yeah, you've got all of these guys. And then he was like, and then you're just going to go and do it and actually do it, not just rent a, rent a place for, for like one day, film all these videos and then piss off. Yeah. I think that's the thing though, like, I think that's why Turtle Straws has resonated with so many people as well because you're not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. No. You know, there's no you you've not done and you know, we spoke you remember when Elliot was there and we were, you know, we were all chatting about it and you know great pictures of people having fun with drinks and stuff, but there's that and the great pictures of the products and stuff, but also behind the scenes there's like you actually talking about sustainability and not in a we need to educate people and you need to learn and you should all be doing this to be better. Just of a like, a bit matter of fact, a little bit James Smith, for lack of a better term, of like, look, you can do this if you want. You don't need to do it like this. Just do this. Yeah. Like, I'll make his, when I first just, started, when I first, it's about this time two years ago, I made my first video. Yeah. And I was like, who makes good videos? And I was like, James, James Smith makes good videos. Like, makes good videos. And I and I didn't I wasn't like oh I want to copy him, but I was like, if you can I guess how like the Arctic Monkeys like yeah we were influenced by the Beatles they haven't gone and started singing Yellow Submarine no 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 but their sound has come from has come from that and I and I just think that the guy the, that bloke makes such good content that like just resonates with people yeah he he made a video once this is probably my favorite video that he's ever made and I sound like I'm sucking him off but whatever. Um, he uh, he goes, just so you know, if you're tracking the calories of the milk that you pour into your tea, yeah, you're a ball bag. Yeah, and I was like, mate, just edit like shit like that. He's like, yeah. he's like, don't fucking worry about it. It's kind of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you, but you can you can take a lot of the things he's done and just completely, as you said, not like copy him. A lot of the analogies and a lot of the kind of stuff he's made can be said for sustainability yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if you have a bag of crisps and you don't put the bag in the recycling bin, if you put it in the actual bin, it's all right. It's all right because you haven't thrown it on the ground. Yeah, exactly. And that's I just I just think that, and it's like in this in this space you've got all these people being like, you must be a vegan and you must only drink like crystallized mountain water. And it's just like, and I've, I've seen people talking about that and how that, and I'm just like, just drink normal water. And if all you if all you do is pick up your rubbish when you've had a barbecue in the park, or you're doing good the, shit, or gone to the beach, or yeah, if you yeah. see if you see what like whatever you do, and it's that same that same thing that I always bang on about. It's just do something, carry that you can carry on doing. If you can if you can be a vegan for a month, that's great. But why not why not just be a vegan for like one day a week? For the rest yeah. of your life. Or not even a vegan, like... Yeah, yeah. Just don't eat meat for, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Or yeah. during the week. Or just cut out red meat for a month and see how you get on. 
Yeah. Like I think that's that's doing doing it imperfectly is a lot that's... more sustainable itself, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that the same goes for um, same goes for like mental health and stuff. It's like there's like you've got to do stuff to keep you um, to keep you ticking over, keep you good, yeah, yeah, to keep you good. But if you can't sustain, if what makes you feel good is being, I don't know, is like. Well, it's so easy to look at all these, like the, and this, all the different things that you're supposed to do to make. Well, this you just need yeah. to do what you can carry on doing. Exactly. Well, this kind of fucks a bit, like a bit like I know a lot of that sustainability stuff fucks you off, like the whole woman on the beach holding a cardboard sign saying only one in a thousand bits of plastic are recycled, or whatever the statistic yeah, is. Yes. Like sometimes it annoys me that all these mental health papers <coughs> and all these self help and and all this stuff is like oh you should be meditating for half an hour every morning and then you should well, you should wake up and not look at your phone for an hour and you should read a book and, and then you should have a cold shower and, and then you should work out for an hour and, and, and then eat a nice breakfast and then then journal your thoughts and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck? Just do one of those things. Do one of those things for five minutes yeah. if you want if to. If you enjoy it. I don't want to. I don't it's, like to. Yeah, I think that's it with like mental health. People are like you must do this, you must do that, you must. You need to figure out what you like, what you like, and what work, what makes you not feel like shit. If yeah, you, if, especially if you are feeling like shit. I think that's it, and I think it's so easy to get caught up. And this would be the same for sustainability as well. It'd be so and easy, probably fitness. <laughs> every, yeah, so easy to get caught up in all these because we're all on Instagram, you know, social media. All this so easy to just. Oh, this person tells me I should be doing this, but this person says I should do it for this long and this. And before you know it, you're a month down the line and you haven't even started. Say it was you want to go for a, a run or you want to start doing some yoga or something. But a month goes by and you still you're still looking for the right instructor or the right set of poses to do or the right length of run you should be doing, and you haven't actually done it. And I think there's a lot of autonomy in for someone's own brain that's been taken out, especially if you are feeling a bit anxious and a bit vulnerable and you're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And how do I make myself do this? Actually for a lot of people sitting and watching something on Netflix to take your brain out of what's happening in your daily life. Sometimes that is good. And I prob people probably shouldn't say that. And you shouldn't say that. No, you know, oh, you, I don't know why you, you shouldn't, shouldn't be sitting. You shouldn't be sitting on the sofa wasting your life watching Netflix. Fuck you! I challenge any of you to watch Ozark and tell me I'm wasting my life. <laughs> oh, have, you, watched, have you watched it? I've not watched it, mate. I, oh Christ! Sometimes, if I sit, don't know what to do myself, I sit down and I watch an episode of Explained, and then you're like, you're like chilling the fuck out, but you're also. But that's cool because you're learning as well. Educating yourself with some Yeah, gnarly, you're learning. Gnarly. If you're worried about like sitting down, if you're like, oh, I don't want to sit down and fucking watch Modern disappear, Family. Disappear into the... Into, I watched Outnumbered the other day. So. I love Outnumbered. <laughs> you know they're going out in real life? The mum and dad. Oh, are they? Yeah, that yeah. Sick. Been together for like a few years, apparently. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Bloody top. Well done him. Yeah, well, mate. Well done Hugh Campbell. Ben. Ben, my favourite. Yeah, mate. The middle kid. He gets, he gets like the same size as my brother. He's a bruiser, <laughs> isn't he, by the end? Yeah, he's a tank. Yeah. I can't remember what I said. So, Watching oh, Explained or oh, something like that. Yeah, if you're worried about it being like disappearing into your sofa and not and being useless, then watch watch a documentary. But I think, I do think, and I think that people who are feel overwhelmed, and I've spoken to people and they're like, oh, people who struggle with comparing themselves to people and, and or trying to compare themselves to people. Yeah. 
then if you want to do if you want to do anything, you probably need to put your phone down. Yeah, I think that's and I, I think that's one of the easiest things that you can do. And you can what I do sometimes. I've not done it so much recently, but I did it like during lockdown. Um, was I was and when I did, I didn't have to get up early in the morning. So I have to do it when it's yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, is I would leave my phone downstairs and go upstairs and, and read a book. Yeah. Or um, or I'll just like put my phone in a different room and sit down and watch TV. Yeah. And then, because it's the constant dings and like, oh, I've just had a like. Or why haven't I had a like? And that co- that just causes anxiety and anxiousness and like being like, and like irrit- irritable. Yeah. And if you're watching a TV with your, um, with, your other half or your brother or whatever like you can just see people getting why are you, why are you watching imagine if I'd sat on my phone the whole way through Mandalorian early yeah. and like what the fuck are you doing well I actually I found myself going on my phone while watching Mandalorian and in my brain I was like why the fuck are you on your phone that's why I turned mine over li- well that's literally that's what I do so because I because I work you know I, I work you know work at social media and all that stuff so I don't like having my phone away from me yeah, just yeah. in case and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not pretending I'm that big time. Like nothing, there's never going to be real emergency. But I still like to do it. So what I do is turn my phone upside down, yeah. so that I can't see my phone light up, light up, light up. Literally, it's upside down, and then I can turn it over when I want, even if it's next to me. Yeah, it yeah. is, it is practicing. And for me as well, like something I've been practicing recently is discipline. Whether it is, you know, I don't, I don't now I don't eat till about half past twelve, one o'clock every day. Yeah, yeah, same. So like, there's that, but like also now for me a, a level of discipline is like right, especially from from nine o'clock onwards every day. I'm like try and just not touch my phone. Yeah, I'll no. check it at like when, just before I go to bed, but after nine o'clock I'm like nah. Yeah, but I think the key thing to take from like all of this when like trying to look after yourself is that like you just need to figure out what works. For works you. for you yeah mate Everyone's there's no different. like I think that if you spoke to a lot of people they would say putting your phone down at a certain time and trying not to get engaged with all the dings and the and the zaps that the phone has yeah a lot of people would say the same thing but maybe maybe it is sitting down meditating or maybe it is just disappearing into a sofa watching a documentary or maybe uh, it is going for a run yeah, or... yeah. but it's I just think that the key thing is that there's no actual right answer it's like no. it's not a maths exam it's an English exam yeah, but, not, and, well, and just not getting it's not actually an exam. It's either. not an exam at all. Yeah, and just and, but just, just not getting swallowed up by it because yeah. it's so easy. It's one of the great things is it is now it's easier than ever now to find uh, information about self help. It's great that you can go on Instagram and there's all these Instagram accounts, including my own one, After Hours Lounge. Although I like to think I do things a bit differently, but you know there's all these things and they'll post inspirational quotes and you know, get up and hustle and you should be doing this and, you know, make the best of yourself and have you earned your day and, and, you know, have you meditated? Have you done this? Have you done this? And, you know, should you should be doing this to make your brain feel better? And that's great that all that information is there, but also I think it's completely fucking overwhelming sometimes. And I I just look at it and I'm just like, so a lot of it's quite like quite American and and it gets pushed in the algorithm. That naughty, naughty algorithm pushes it at you. Yeah. And you see a post and you're just like, this is so shit. I've seen so many of my mates' posts and this has got like... And then it annoys you. You're like, oh, this has got 10,000... And it happens with sustainability as well. And you're like, this this has got like 10,000 likes on it and it's utter garbage. And yeah. I've actually posted like an educational 
bit of content or you've posted an educational bit of content about like reducing plastic or how to like five tips to like actually help yourself get up and feel good about your, yourself yeah, yeah. or something and then this is like just one quote being like never give up you are the only person limiting li- limiting yeah, yeah. yourself you are your own worst enemy <laughs> and, and I'm just like off. I'm like how has that got pushed to the top of to the top of the search thing when there's so much other better stuff out there my favourite pictures recently that I've been getting a lot of on my explore on the after my, my after hours lounge Instagram on my explore I get the biggest amount of garbage and the my favourite one I saw recently was like, it was two pic- It was a picture of Leo um, on the yacht in Wolf of Wall Street. And it's like half the picture's him and the other half is like, how to be, uh, what you should be doing in your 20s. And it's like, save a thousand dollars a month, buy a house, invest in a side hustle that makes you five hundred dollars a month. Um, like, work out for an hour a day all this stuff and then at the bottom the last bullet point was become a millionaire <laughs> and I literally read it and I was like who the fuck writes this fuck imagine if you saved a thousand pounds a month like save a thousand pounds a month work out for eight hours work 15 other hours <laughs> like it I was literally reading it and that thing had like 10,000 likes and I'm like who who the fuck is coming up with this? Like, who... To me, that is, like... That is just as toxic as anything else on social media. Yeah, yeah. Because... And then I went on the comments, and a lot of people were like, this is stupid. Ha oh, ha And all this. But I'm like... I just... I, it, yeah, blew my mind. Like, where where is this coming from? Who is writing this stuff and thinking it's useful? Yeah. But there's a lot of... That, that is, again, the problem with social media is that people can... Everybody has a platform. You can anyone can literally stand up and decide that they're a self help guru and charge two hundred quid for a course, and hope people pay for it. Mm. So it's 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 so difficult. And I mean, you know, you you've seen it as well in in sustainability. There's a lot of charlatans, charlatans and snake oil salesmen. Yeah, that's what you call them. That's it. Yeah. I was talking yeah. to someone about. It. I gave someone a spiel today. Yeah. They were asking. They were like, "Oh, I was just yeah, I was just saying, saying how the on the turtle straws page, I tried to make it so it is not just photos of cocktails, but it's like trying to inject a bit of personality behind it and, and try and help people, so that it's more than just some dude trying to hustle some some bloody sustainable bits of kit out to bars and restaurants. Yeah, but also help just your like everyone." understand how they can just be a little bit better every day and um, and hopefully like we've said like matter of fact poke fun at the poke fun at the whole thing and also try and make it more uh, more sort of enjoyable and it's such a different it's on a different branch of the tree in the ter- in terms of the sustainability content that's, the content that's, out, that's there. out there yeah well that's it that's what i'm kind of trying to do with with the after hours lounge and with this podcast i'm still trying to figure out what this podcast is like i'm almost a year into it now but I had a couple of months where I didn't really put any time into it and, you know, here and there throughout the year. And it's been a fucking difficult year for all of us. Um, But one thing I know is that I'm trying to do things a little bit differently because a lot of the stuff I see about mental health, I don't necessarily agree with. I think a lot of it comes across as really preachy um, and a lot of it comes across as completely unsustainable for 99% of the people reading it, Um, which is 
what the things what things do you think that you talk about are um, unsustainable how do you mean so like the things that you've suggested to people that potentially could be or just or things things that we talk about are unsustainable for any other people definitely many of the things that we talk about are unsustainable I think one of the big things that a lot of people don't have and I say this every time is that a lot of people don't have a kind of passion in their lives yeah yeah so you've got like snowboarding. You're in a, yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. You're going to leave for hope. Well, hopefully, if France yeah, is open, you're going to leave and go and spend the winter in France snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. That's your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, like windsurfing, all that stuff. Like, and it's been my passion for ten years. And I've basically built building a life around that. And a lot of people don't have that. So, do you think that there's a way that you could? like with a with a mental health like again because it's like when you started this podcast you were like I want it to be talking to people with a mental health bit Mm. is there a way that you could encourage more and more people to take up something like that that you can do anywhere like I don't know so it doesn't have to be a specific thing but if you can if the like driving force is have a passion that can then help you. To be honest, I'm just trying to, but yeah. but that's difficult as well because everyone likes their own things. You know, 99% of, well, you know, I, yeah. I think a lot. Well, I think, yeah, I just think that the cool, sorry, I didn't interrupt it, but I think the cool thing is you inter- interviewed, like this week, you've done Mick, who loves surfing. You've yeah. done Ed, who has like, is passionate about reading. Yeah. And the, and the, and then you did. Do you know, done, yeah, that, yeah, that. All of these all of these guys that you've spoke, spoken to and then Eski. Um, from completely different backgrounds. And that's yeah. that's been a real driving force for me of not only do I want to talk to people about mental health and stuff, because realistically, I can't talk about mental health for an hour and a half. It's no, exhausting. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guests don't want to talk about it. And to be honest, people don't want to listen to it because you, you, you can't do it. Mm. But talking to people from all these different, you know, backgrounds that I had... Um, like what was the chap that the chap that was a personal trainer that did um, I can't remember his name, but he had cerebral palsy. Jay. Yeah, yeah. He was training to be a personal training trainer. Training to be a personal trainer. Yeah, mate. So someone but like that, but what I think so the two things that everyone that you've spoken to has had in have had in common is either have felt at times like they've had issues with their issues with their mental health yeah or are worried about mental health yeah but then the other thing that we have that we've all have in common is a passion for something that can take our that for that amount of time that we do it each day just you are in that it it itches it itches the it scratches the itch yeah yeah and i'm not saying i don't i've I've actually been with everything that's happened this year I've, i've been pretty good um, in terms of anxiety and stuff like that, um, which is which is nice, um, and I think it's because of doing because I've actually looked after it. I've got to make sure the things. I think for me, my sort of five key pillars of um, looking after my personal mental health is having something to concentrate on. A I think pa- that, well, a, a, pur- a, pur- a, purpose. a purpose as well. So snowboarding, but that's so snowboarding is a passion. But for yeah. you. A purpose is yeah, yeah. total straws. Yeah, I suppose. No, you know? so I think, no, I, I'm saying, like, so at the moment I'm at home. So yeah. I just, I've been training in the gym. And yeah. that's, like, my 
bit where I don't I just don't think about anything. And then I've obviously got turtle straws and that gets me worked up sometimes because I care about it. Yeah. And then I think having um, people, having the right people around me, I think that's, I've like this year, obviously, I've spent, well, obviously to you. Yeah, yeah. But to everyone who's listening, I've like been in it, well, I've gotten a new relationship at the end of last year and I've, it's the first time that I've actually felt like that person has, has she's like, not doesn't expect anything. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh yeah, well, if you're finished, if you are finished, then it's then do you want a cup of tea. You've just basically met a, met a good human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very lucky. I met basically met a good human. And then, yeah, yeah. and then the other. So I think that is putting surrounding yourself, like having good people around you, and being able to pick up the phone and talk to people. So I think those. So have and then, so like when I go to France, I won't go to the gym. I'll go snowboarding. Yeah. When I was in Bass, I was doing. You were windsurfing. I was windsurfing. Yeah. And then you've got the people who you're surrounded by, so whether that's Georgie or when we were in Bass, more people. Yeah. And then I think making sure that I that I sleep enough and then just making sure that I am like not like I think the other thing is like that the the discipline not eating before before the middle of the day. And I don't know what that is, but it's just like it's also like you concentrate and I'm not like some wanky intermittent fasting person. I'm just like if I don't eat before midday, then I can, I can eat brownies in the evening. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I do. But it's, it's quite nice. It is a nice little discipline thing. And you, you do have, you do get to that point where you make lunch and you eat lunch and you're like, oh, I've got this far. I've yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah. And it's another day. And, and I have, you know, some days I do it and I'm fucking starving at 10.30. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, and I, have a, I, I just have, I have like four cups and of have, tea. Yeah. And I just try and fill myself up with tea. And then other days, I'll go to one o'clock and I'm like, oh. I've done it before. I've gone the whole day before. Sometimes I've missed lunch. I've just gone all the way, just gone one meal. Oh, but man. yeah, I just think those, I think you need to, and I think that's, for me, like kind of coming to, coming to figuring out what, figuring out what those things are that kind of make you, that just make sure that you're, make sure that you're all good. I just, yeah. I know that if I go to bed at midnight and get up, and um, at six, and, and get like up shit. at six. I'm gonna feel like shit. Yeah. Whereas, I, but I also know that if I, um, and I also know that if if I smash a load of beers, but sleep, and have my rest and don't eat until the next until the next time and go and yeah windsurf or train or snowboard, you'll feel of, okay. I'll feel good. I think it's it's it's. You may have those five pillars, and to be honest, those five pillars can be applied to pretty much anyone. Yeah, yeah. But you don't necessarily need all five at no, once. No, yeah, I don't even know if I said five just then. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying. What but happened. as long as you those out of out of those points that you've just made, as long as you've got most of them in check. Yeah, yeah. In and around, you know, if you've got one or two of them in check each day, things like that. I think that's good. I think surrounding yourself with the right people is one of the most important ones. Yeah, yeah. It's perhaps something that I don't necessarily think about too much because and this I don't know if this sounds weird but that's never really anything I've had a problem with I've got an amazing group of friends I've always well I've always had an amazing group of friends from my you know I'm still best friends with the two or three guys I was at school with I've got all like you guys who I've met through windsurfing that I'm really really close to and we all you know we've been trips around the world together like yeah, we yeah. all still hang out a lot i think yeah i think my worst anxiety that i've ever had has been when i was on a super yacht with people that i just didn't get on with wasn't getting on 
with. I mean, and there were some great people on that super yacht, but it, I just, it just wasn't there. Yeah. And then being with girls, because these are the people that you choose to spend, share, share all the, all lots of experiences with, and being with, there's ver- like various females partners um, that just weren't right, weren't right, and that's, uh, and I just think that being able to that, that if you when you make when you take that decision to be with to be with someone and, and to give them your time if they're um, if they're not able to uh, I guess understand or, or just be positive mm. then um, then that's that's for me personally that's a, that spells can start to spell disaster the feeling of the feeling of an exploding chest yeah. fuck off get what's yeah. why are you such an arsehole leave me alone Whereas now, yeah, if I even like, even if um, if I wake up and I'm like, oh fuck, my business isn't good. I mean, it's 2020, and yeah, like we said, no one's not, yeah, no, it's, it's not been that good. No one's having a good year. Um, if I wake up, and my chest feels like it's got a that thingy from Alien inside it. Georgia would just be like, "You're a pretty good bloke," and I'm like, "You're probably all right. You're probably fine. Don't yeah. worry about it." Nobody, um, nobody calms me down quite like. Heidi, Heidi does to just be said, I'll just say to her I'll be like oh yeah I feel a bit anxious and she'll be like don't worry about it I, I think you're great and I'll be yeah. like yeah you're right oh, um, fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty good isn't it yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's nice to hear so yeah I think that's those are just those are what work and then and I, don't, and I just think that people people don't give them don't put too much time put enough time into figuring out what it is that that makes them feel shit or makes them feel good. Yeah. I think people 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 end up I mean I don't know this year's maybe changed things for a lot of people but yeah. maybe prior to this year a lot of people were just on autopilot I think. Yeah, yeah. Of just like get up, go to work, whatever that work is. Even yeah. in VAS you get your own autopilot. Well yeah. no matter what, you know I'm not just saying this for 9 to 5 UK like a lot of people no matter what you're doing you you do end up subconsciously just going through your day before you know it it's six o'clock and you're like right well go home have dinner sit on the sofa go to bed mm. and you don't actually end up thinking I'm not sure if I'm very happy at the moment yeah yeah and by oh, the time man. you do it's too late mate my mum wise a wise old sausage a wise old mother turtle mm. said to me once she was like People don't realise sometimes when, and this, she's saying she has used this analogy in relationships. But I guess you can think you can look at it in anything. Mm. She's like, you don't even have to be bumping along the bottom to realise that you're kind of just bumping along. Yeah. So she's she norm, she would always say that you can be bumping along with someone like a, in a relationship, but yeah. I guess in a job, in a place that you yeah whatever you don't realise. And then she's like, these things always need a catalyst, something to change. Yeah. Basically, my yeah, I think my uncle had a would had a partner for years, and then suddenly he had a new partner, and I don't I don't see a huge amount of him. Yeah, and my mum and we were just like, oh well, he's my 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 dad's just like my dad's brother. Just like, oh oh, he's got a new new girlfriend. I wonder if that that's good. Yeah, and my mum was like, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if there was a bit of orangutan syndrome there, get fetching a new branch before he let. Yeah, yeah, like. You need a cat. You need to meet some often to realise that you're bumping along. You need to have a to have a catalyst. Meet someone to realise that you're not with the right person. Yeah. To go to a new place. Yeah. And then and suddenly 
So for we'll this, find a new opportunity and yeah, you go, actually, we'll have a giant, it's not that have, great. Have a giant pandemic arrive and fuck everything up and then suddenly you realise that you're bumping along with it and that maybe you do need to... Um, I, think that, I think that's done that for... That's done this... Yeah, that, that, this has done that for a lot of people, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fucked a lot more people than it's helped, definitely. Yeah. But it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, this. I would be nowhere near into this podcast as much... I don't think without pandemic yeah. because for a couple of months I had very little else to do. Yeah, the yeah, um, yeah I, I quite like that. I'm just gonna apply my bumping along. I try and make a video, video using bumping along, bumping along theory of Ken yeah. Bruce. No, it is good. Yeah, you just it is. It's so easy to do it. I think a lot of people do do it, and then I think that's why. <coughs> do you think you were? Do you think you were doing that when you were? Um, to excess and unhappy. No, I knew it. You knew it. I was very aware. Mate, when I was with when I was with my ex girlfriend, I was so unhappy. And yeah. I had, last Were year, you aware of it? I was just I just felt trapped and like I was like, oh, there's it's gonna get better. We're gonna do these nice these nice things. Both of the last two actually. Yeah. It's gonna get better. We're gonna do these nice things. And then Barney and I have got this rule that we're like say it how it is yeah because what to each other to each other because we've always because previous we've both had girlfriends where we've like not said it yeah and then after Barney turned around to me once and just went my girlfriend was a knob wasn't she and I was like <laughs> and I looked at him and I went yeah, yeah mate and he went next time <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like yeah mate same here it goes both and he and he said to me he was like he was like about we won't name names. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> can't spell America. Can't spell America. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, she's a dick, mate. And I remember Mikey also goes, she's a dick. We've got a friend, Mikey, who has got, like, he's got a really good he knows person, everything. person radar. Yeah, he says, he's so good at he it. he says someone's dick, they're Sniffing they're, out villains. <laughs> yeah, mate. And, uh, and he, they both just were like, and my Barney just goes, mate, just break up with her. And in my head, I was like, I was like, no, I can't do it. But I think I bumped along for a bit, and then I knew, and then I just didn't know what to do. And then she broke up with me, so it's all bloody, bloody tickety boo. You were set free. I was off the hook. Yeah, yeah. Woo, off you go, Jack. Without being the bad guy. Yeah, oh, I mean, I was still bad guy. That's true. We're not. Uh, we're not getting into that. Well, yeah, can if you want. That, no, 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 no. <laughs> I. Very happy to talk about anything. Which Do is... not stray from the path. <laughs> yeah. Which is, incidentally, a Hobbit reference. Although I must say I definitely enjoy Lord of the Rings more than The Hobbit. Yeah, mate. But I think everyone would pretty much say that, wouldn't they? Yeah, I watched it. I actually ended up watching a huge YouTube. I went in, in lockdown, I went down a real hole. Watched who, didn't, who didn't go down a rabbit hole in lockdown? Went down a four-part fucking series about how the New Zealand government got involved with, like, actors' rights and stuff and... They were, okay. they were supposed to have Guillermo del Toro and he did loads of loads of work on the whole thing. Right. And um, and then they just like sacked off all of his stuff. And yeah. Just, and then they said it's too expensive to have it in New Zealand and then Peter Jackson was like no I'll do it it's fine. And then the government like basically dropped so production staff like minimum wage like minimum wage was like or like wages were way lower. Oh really? Because but they were like, we need to keep Lord of the Rings in New Zealand. Yeah. So it was like this huge catch twenty two. Yeah. Of how to uh 
yet how to keep the series franchise in there. New Zealand. In New Zealand. You know they were meant to the Amazon show they're making yeah. was meant to be filmed in the UK. Oh, was it? But because uh, of Brexit, oh. uh, they were like it's going to be too expensive, so they just they were like fuck it, we'll make it in New Zealand again. Oh, really? Yeah, not that Jeff needs any. Apparently, he's bankrolling it, isn't he? Because he loves Lord of the Rings. Oh, I don't know, mate. Yeah, we like I, we like Jeff. Yeah, I, I like Jeff. I don't know why people don't like him. Peter, he doesn't know. really have two hundred billion in his bank account, by the way, people. If that's what you think, then you don't understand how it works. Yeah. You can watch The Explained on Billionaires. It explains it. Oh, really? I've not watched that. Mate, sick. Apparently, like, there's a guy called Rockefeller. American people obviously know. And like, yeah, yeah. So there's Rockefeller and, and, and um, the Carnegie, I think, maybe. Carnegie. Like, he built all the train lines in America. And apparently, like, at the end of the 19th century, those two guys had, like, four times the wealth of Jeff Bezos in terms of... Inflation and stuff. In terms adjusted, of yeah, Adjusted yeah. and shit like that. So, like, when the first ever Rich List was released in, like, in the 70s, the Forbes one, the some of, like, the top of that list were just all Rockefeller offspring. There's like, isn't there a family? What are they called? The Rothschilds. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. The Rothschild dynasty, and they're the ones they own like x x percent of like the whole world's wealth. Oh yeah, maybe. Like they like they're they're the, there's all the conspiracies in there. They're the string pullers. Oh really? Yeah, like they they control everything. they own all the banks or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, oh, I swear there's like a brand. Maybe they're called maybe that's maybe that's Rothman. They're cigarettes. Huh. Don't worry about it, kids. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The, the, um, the, the other theory as well is that, that Bezos isn't the richest man in the world. There's like other people who are rich. Yeah, that's the Rothschilds. So they're like not on oh, any they're of not on it. And people like talking about it like extreme wealth. It's just cool to think about it. Like if you walked up to Jeff Bezos and asked him for a million dollars, supposedly it would be like someone coming up to me and asking me for a hundred quid. I thought it'd be like, yeah, come on, asking you for a pound or something. Yeah, it's some, it's, like, it's it's like nothing. If he drops a million quid, a billion, a million, a million, right. a billion. As I think is, I mean, he's, he's, got, he's only got two hundred. He's only got two hundred billion quid, yeah, uh, dollars. But yeah, like if you went and asked him for that, he could like just give it to you like even and blinking. Yeah, that's re- yeah. <clears throat> but is he happy? Probably. <laughs> yeah it's probably alright isn't it I think I, I don't know I think um, it's the same thing like being happy it's just it's just a it's just a feeling if he if he doing his job makes him happy every day big and I'm pretty sure it must be pretty cool doing it for sure um, when it's your thing as well yeah, like no. you know like it's not like he's an executive that's been brought in and invested in the right stuff. Like, yeah. he started this thing in his garage. Yeah. So, and I, and I think it's the... Um, I think a lot of people forget that as well. Yeah. It's it's so easy to hate on him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, yeah. And I get people being like, oh, you shouldn't be selling on Amazon because it's not a sustainable business. And I'm like, it's like he's de- donated 10 billion. Well, he hasn't yet. He is basically managing 10 billion through to push sustainability which is the most money anyone has ever put towards put towards it yeah 
Um, and, and, and he's um, also it's the biggest e-commerce platform in the world. So if you want to sell stuff on the internet, you should probably be on Amazon. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, probably but they they cut that yeah, and they're and they're a huge in the same way that we take rubbish out. Amazon also take rubbish out. They're just a big anyone who put, pushes rubbish out of their out of their, ha- their house. Amazon just got a really big fucking house. Big house. <clears throat> exactly. And they're trying to, and they and, and everyone with bi- lots of people at the moment with big houses who are all cutting flat for it are trying to reduce the amount of rubbish that they're that they're pushing out. Some yeah. are, some aren't. And um, and I just and I think that people who aren't or people who are trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, if I have my bloody way, they won't be able to do it very very shortly. No, but I, I think. Do you think COVID and all this stuff that's happened, do you think that's made it better or worse in terms of, like, do you think do you think it's become a lot more transparent, people can't get away with it now? Or do you think... Nah, not, not yet. I think there's still things like... Fucking sachets uh, in every restaurant. That's so yeah, that's obviously, matter. that's shit. And it just shouldn't be, ha- it shouldn't be happening. Um, today, we were, sorry to interrupt, but we, me and Heidi drove back from Cornwall today, fucking eight hours but we stopped in we stopped at a starbucks and i just wanted to fill my water bottle up and i went and asked them and they were like we can't do that because of covid we can't yeah. take a bottle so they were like but we'll fill up two of our plastic cups a of water and it. give them to you and and heidi heidi just said okay and then i went along you know you go along to the next guy who's doing it and he's there and he's like does anyone want ice in their water and i was like no, mate, to be honest, I just want my bottle filled, so I'm just going to take that and fill it up. So he poured, like, the first cup, and I was, like, pouring it in, and he was like, this is stupid, isn't it? And I was like, this is really stupid. Yeah. And he was like, he was literally, the, the water fountain thing they have by the counter was in front of me. I could have reached it and touched it. Yeah. And he was like, I've washed my hands. Do you trust me? And I was like, I trust you. So I unscrewed my bottle Gave it to him and he just went dunk, pushed against the thing, filled it up and gave it to me. Yeah. I was like, why are we wasting plastic cups for this? Yeah, and, and the and the thing is as well. They spend longer making your coffee in one of these plastic cups, yeah. which they have to put stuff in and use their hands and stuff. What I was like, oh, mate, it's insane. And then the 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 sachets thing, the heart that you could get in restaurants, you could get round it by just putting sauces. Like, if you're really worried, just put sauces and ramekins. What's a ramekin? Like a little... Yeah, little like a, a just little... Just put it... Just squirt someone... Little try the pots they bring out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just someone squirts some sort. Oh, what sauces do you want? And you just have someone... You have a someone at a wake station doing it. Yeah, yeah. And Or the or the girl... The girl, sorry. It's 2020. The person... <laughs> Whatever <laughs> the, they the, identify the, as. The waiter, waitress, waiting person... Um, Covered. Cut. Yeah, I think I've got it. <laughs> Shit. Just like I just in my head, I just think about back to the last time that I was in a restaurant. With, it was a girl who served us. Do you want any sauces? And she brought sauce in, uh, not in a bottle, but she put it in ramekins. Yeah. So you didn't have to have such days. And it's like you go into a coffee shop, and they're like, before COVID, you were like, they were all like, yeah, yeah. If you bring your own thingy, then you can get a stamps for next time or. Oh, that's good that you brought your own cup, and everyone's like behind it, and then suddenly people are like, "Nah." The whole thing, the best way 
like combat this is everyone just washes their hands more and, yeah. and does and doesn't washes their hands more frequently so that if they touch their face then um, it doesn't matter then it much. doesn't then it doesn't matter as much and with refillable cups the same the same thing goes and if you're working behind a um, behind a as a barista then you should just or as a bar person you should be washing your hands more and it's that it's it's that simple and then it doesn't then it doesn't matter yeah like <clears throat> but on the flip side during lockdown there was a huge change in the amount of pollution that was that was like in the amount of carbon that was being emitted because obviously all the planes were grounded and that's where the vast majority of the emissions come emissions from. come from and people weren't driving to work and i think one of the real positive things that may come out of this is that people are going to realize that they don't need to go they don't need to drive for 20 minutes half an hour to an hour to go to work they can do they the can same do it. work yeah the same thing we've all got computers and laptops lots of workplaces are dishing out laptops to people so that there's you could i don't actually know i've been trying to figure it out because i'm just interested in it how many what the sort of split in population who people who do office jobs versus people who do service jobs versus people who work in work in physical like construction or yeah, agriculture yeah, yeah. and i'd love to know what the split is and if you can get it so that all of these people who are, have been in offices are now working at home then you are slashing the daily commute of people. It's it's going to be millions of people who aren't driving to work anymore. And it's still, there are probably millions of people at the moment who aren't driving to work, working from For home. For sure. And I think... But a lot of them, if you ask most of them, they'd probably say, I don't want to have to get up at yeah, yeah. six o'clock and get on a train. Yeah, the amount of time that, that people are saving... Is, is huge because you literally wake up, you could wake up two minutes before you start work. Yeah. And you don't even have to get dressed. No. No. Um, and I think that's one of the, I think that's one of the positive things for people <clears throat> mentally and for, and for sustainability. Too. I just Come hope that, I hope that at, a, at, a, at an infrastructure level though, I hope that stuff does change because you may get things like less i don't know less cars being made or less trains actually running or mm. less well but less companies wanting because you do i do wonder if in a year or two years however long this shit takes to be over are those companies immediately going to be like right i want all of you back at the office now or well, are I've they going to actually go do you know what fair enough you've all, noticed, you've all done it i've noticed that people coming more people coming back to I've been doing like some office work. Yeah, yeah. To improve the cash flow the last couple of uh, the last couple of weeks, and I was I was noticing they've been training people up in the office, and I'd love it. I'd be like, oh, there is absolutely now I understand the job. There's absolutely no need for me to be there to be there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking, um, do, but I feel like they want people there. I don't know why. Yeah. Because they've got a huge building. That's it. Like that's you know my my dad. My dad's you know fairly close to retiring anyway. But he was saying to me the other day. He was like, if next year, whenever it is, they try and tell me I need to go back, even two or three days a week. He's like, 
I'm going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my dad does one day, one day a week where he like, and that's like pretty much he has to be there, and the rest of the time he's yeah. he's just at home. There's just no need. I think from a mental point of view, sustainable point of view, everything. Working from home, spending more time or spending less time in the in an office yeah. or commuting to an office is better for everything. And I, and I also think I guess it's nice to be. It's nice to have friends at work, but I also feel like, especially in recent years, when I have worked for people, my friends were not the people that I worked with. Mm. My friends were, when I was on the boat, I worked with the people on the boat, and then I had friends off the boat on right. the, who worked on different boats or who were locals in... Certain ports and stuff. In Monaco, yeah. Or yeah. In, I had friends that I, was mate, that I hung out with in Palmer. Yeah. I had friends... There was a boat on the quay behind us, and that was, and I was friends with those guys. Yeah. And uh, and then the people that I worked with were the people that I worked with, and you separate that out, and people are like, oh, I've got friends in the in the office, in, in, and we all do stuff together. And I'm just like, you don't want old love in the office, like Karen, to know, to see you fucking kegs, like drinking beers and. Pulling each other's pants down. P- yeah, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> necking, p- necking people on a night out. You don't want. You, you don't want to. It's have, dangerous, mate. You don't want to have that kind of. And I know it was different when we were working, when we were working overseas. But then again, but I also when I was in. Um, when I was in uh, the Alps, the last time that I did a proper season, I wasn't really mates with anyone that I worked with. Yeah, I mean there was I liked everyone. Yeah, and there's a difference between liking liking people and getting on. You can easily like your coworkers. Yeah, most people like their coworkers. But the people that you, but I just think, yeah, I just think, and again, this is what works for me, is that you detach your work as you do that, and then you piss off and you go and hang out with your the people that you do stuff with, go skiing with, drink bit like for me, drink beer with, um, were not. Employees of Smithy's, yeah, Smithy's bar. <laughs> yeah, just, if anyone wants to work and do a winter ever, you should bloody apply and go and work for that place. You might drink a beer. If you're single, you might get laid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Yeah, I think that it's. I think it's one of those things. I I do hope it happens. Yeah. I really do. I, I, well, I think I think uh, for this. Um, I think for this winter. I think the French, which is obviously where I'm going. I think that they have thrown this new lockdown now in an attempt to get their numbers down before Christmas. Yeah, because the Alps for them must be a big thing. Yeah, yeah. It's huge. Well, it's where all their it's all their tourism for the for the winter. Yeah, exactly. A bit like a bit like Greece in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. and the Greeks did a really good job this summer of controlling their... Um... Well, the Greeks have done an amazing job in general, haven't they? They yeah. bloody smashed it. Yeah. That's why all of our friends who worked there this summer are still there now. Yeah. <laughs> still there now, having a nice time. Shout out to the Club Vast, the Club Vast Holiday. Holiday Club, holiday yeah. Holiday Club, where you, it seems like it's still summer. You are definitely having a nicer time than most other people. Is um, anyone, anyone listen? I think, I think a few people from Clubhouse listen. Yeah. I think more, yeah. Quite Maybe a few the people bin, listen hopefully the bin listens to this. I was Gee. thinking of another story with, <laughs> of his. Huge, I'll tell you what, 
we'll take, we'll, it's not you're not going under the bus, but I hope you I hope you listen. He always yeah, he always gets worried and thinks we're throwing him under the bus. But yeah, as we're finishing up, we'll finish up with a couple of a couple of funny stories about me. This summer, I was just thinking about it. We were all on holiday, not on holiday. We were like working holiday. We were going windsurfing. We were doing like we were bits, a, an absolutely lovely bits time. online. Sandy and I would meet, chat about chat shit, and do work sitting in bean bags drinking drinking coffee. Sandy wasn't drinking coffee. No, I don't, I'm not a coffee man. But and then we and then we would swiftly move on to beers in the afternoon, and then Sam would be working and he would get up each day and go to work like just before ten. So it's not like a super early start. But I think what time did the what time was the club? Club actually start at ten. So they'd be there just before for breakfast. Yeah, meeting was at ten to ten or something. Yeah, like that. and then uh, and then they'd start work, and they would teach people how to windsurf, and then they would go windsurfing. And then they would teach more people how to windsurf, and then they would go windsurfing, and then, yep. and then you finish work, and you everyone holiday club. Me and Sandy, who'd been sitting on beanbags doing stuff on our laptops, would and probably a couple of beers deep, would go windsurfing. <laughs> we'd go, we'd go windsurfing, and then Sam would finish work and come and sit down with everyone who's having a great time on holiday, yeah, and join in with the holiday club. Then we would all drink beers. Um. In in the tr- in what is the true after hours lounge? I don't know if I don't know if you've explained the the actual after hours lounge is the uh, is club bass beach bar the beach bar where where we would go after hours after work to drink yeah to drink li- to literally, drink beer literally yeah because that's yeah the idea behind the podcast sit drink beer and encourage people to talk and I've I've shared more stories around that bar than I have anywhere yeah. else on this on this planet so so he he would get there and people would be like oh we're going to have a calm holistic evening and he'd be like oh nah, nah I haven't seen any of you guys today I've been working so we drink beers until god knows when and sometimes yeah. sometimes cocktail uh, shots and cocktails and silly games of fives um, and Binman would get blind yeah. we'd all potentially get blind but Binman's a he's a he's a character that he's Australian he, yeah he likes the sauce he likes the sauce and then he would repeat that process the next day and the next day and the next day whilst we were all getting, whilst we were all on holiday. I just don't know how he didn't die because it was a, that's a punishing routine. That the man's got a strong constitution. Yeah, yeah, great, really good stamina. I mean, the day before I left, he looked a bit broken. He was tired. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember last year when we, when me and we all thought that he was broken the week that uh, you came, you and Barney were on holiday? Well, yeah, because we arrived and he was, wasn't up for it. He was like, like nah, I'm going, I'm going a bit. It was because it was late in the day, wasn't it? He was yeah. tired. It's September. Sending it so hard. Four and a half months in by then, he's like, I need, I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed, man. I need a, need a sleep. I was out in, I was in tunnel with his parents. And, and they're me like, and, me and Barney were like, we were like, guys, it's, I think Sam's broken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, just I remember I used to get back from a season in Bath and just sleep for two or three days. Yeah. Just be like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I need to go to bed. Yeah, mate, I look forward to him being on Holiday Club with us next year. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got a mega job, doesn't he? Yeah, true. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully he's busy. I'm Hopefully sure he's he'll, busy. He'll be rammed. Yeah. He'll be rammed. He'll get it. Yeah, it's one of those... Yeah, I'm just... I, I want to do it... I'm going to do it at least a month next year. Do you think so? Yeah. For sure. I think it's one of those places you just... There's nowhere better to say... If you can work from... You work from a laptop, work from home, wherever... 
Like, I don't know why you would work from home if you could work from home. Yeah. Like what we said, completely circling back to the beginning. Um, you know, go and go and see somewhere. As long as you've got an internet I think if connection. You're, I think if you're um, if you're young and single and work in an office and you can get from being in an office to being working at home then you should get from being in an office to working like work. don't go to a coffee shop go to another country yeah and just be and then if or anyone just go somewhere nice yeah and if anyone finds like go to the islands of Scotland yeah go to Cornwall oh, you know yeah so one of my mates Jake hopefully we'll get him on here as well uh, BJJ Jake BJJ Jake also yeah. Labstep Jake Labstep Jake Labstep Jake yeah, he yeah. he just sacked off his flat right and went to court like went to Cornwall and ran ran his company from Cornwall for a bit oh really <laughs> yeah. went surfing just like yeah. oh, I just want to go surfing what just learn to surf and just uh, I think he I think he's like learned to surf over the last couple of years like yeah. just weekends at his weekends in Cornwall yeah like, um, and then he was like well yeah I'm going to do the 9 to 5 and I'll get up at I'll get up at six. I'll go surfing, and then I'll um, do the nine to five. I'll do the nine to five, and I think he just home and just yeah. So he just they just got an Airbnb or something and just stayed there and just did that. And his his <coughs> girlfriend's like a child uh, psychologist, so that she wasn't That's... getting it, she wasn't getting into schools. No. So yeah. That's a pretty cool job. So yeah, I think. Uh, if anyone is listening to this and is thinking, I would love to just go and do something a bit different, just go. And you can still do it. While lockdown is on, there are countries you can go to. I know, yeah, you shouldn't be travelling and all this, but like... Oh, mate, no one's going to no slap you on the bum. You know, but also if you're thinking of starting something, like we were talking about this before we hit record as well, like, you know, you said you're, you're thinking about doing a, you know, a bit of a project while you're in well, you're out in the Alps and stuff, you know, I, I kind of started this podcast and things and like, it was a long time coming, me thinking of doing it. I've been thinking of doing it for so long. And one of the biggest bits of advice is like, oh, all you can do is try it. And you might have people be like, oh yeah, shit. Like someone on Apple Podcasts has given me a one star review. And I'm like, fuck you. Why would you even bother doing that? I don't know who it is unless it, it must be someone I know and they just don't like me. So they give me a one star review. But other than that, I have literally had zero negative feedback. And that's not me going, oh, what I'm doing is amazing. You know, that's that's for you guys to decide. But, like, just try it. Try it. It's not going to be good, for sure. Like, that, you know, my first few episodes, even people now are like, you're, you know, your later episode, the episodes you're doing now are way better. You've come on a lot. And it's like, well, of course I have. Um, I've been practicing, I've been doing it more. Fuck, I remember the first video I made. Jeez. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> just like, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I, couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't get my words out. And yeah, and I just think that, I think something that people should do, if you've got this far, you're probably quite interested. Get in, give us a message and ask us places that you, that you don't have to go to Greece, you don't have to go to Vast, it's just where we like to go. Yeah. But we have been to plenty of places and we can tell you Fun, fun places to go. And places places between, to go. Between Sammy and I, I reckon we could recommend a few. A few places to go and a few potential projects that you can start, whether it's I want to start an Instagram about my cakes I've been baking or I want to start a podcast about uh, going through each episode of Ozark. 
or, <laughs> or, or I, I don't know, you know. But I just think I yeah. A- anything like if you're thinking of doing it when it comes to it, just, just do it, mate. just do it. Because then what if if it's like if it doesn't work, you'll have like then really just stop, re- just stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, or you'll have like a really fun memory of like oh well, I made these to use your podcast as an example, which has like you get good people on, but you're like oh. I've managed to raise the profile of men's mental but health if it, over if the it, course yeah, of if it went, I could, I could stop it tomorrow. Like this could be the last episode I ever did. Turn it off tomorrow, and I'm still like, I, did, I think I did something good. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I feel like that would tell <laughs> straws. I'm like, oh, if all the bars in the world close and nothing, and it's just not going to work anymore because forever. Yeah. I've done. I've learned how to set up a business. Set up a business. Try and. And do some good for the world. Do some good for the world and try and like create a create a brand, which mate. I was walking to the Spice Island Inn in Portsmouth the other day, two random people screamed turtle straws at me across the road, and I was just I just turned around to Barney and went, Fuck. What? <laughs> oh, mate, I forgot about it. Just someone shouted turtle straws at me, and I was like two dudes. Yeah. And I was like, Did you know who they were? No. What? I, like, what I didn't I couldn't say I was like do I know them I yeah, didn't yeah. recognise them I was like it was dark but I was like I was like fuck two whatever's just happened that's yeah. pretty cool that's epic yeah 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 do you I think it's just one of those things as well where I read something the other day and, and I think this is true and it's like you you only ever and again this is a cliche I've talked a lot about cliches recently but as as I said on the episode I did with um with Ed from A Need to Read, like they're they're cliches for a reason because they're good. Um and oh fuck, I've lost my train of thought. I forgot what the cliche was. Oh, you only <laughs> you only you only regret the things you don't do. Is that a cliche? That's a cliche. Probably. Yeah. Don't you know. only you only regret you know, you only regret the one the, you know, the, the things you don't do, the ones that got away. You know, all that the stuff. Great white buffalo, yeah. I don't know what the Great White Buffalo is, but oh, it's my my mate has got a joke about it. So something from a few years ago. <laughs> Sounds like a rugby story. No, it's not a rugby story. It's actually yeah, it's when, when I was in when I was in Lesbos and there was a very attractive young lady who I didn't mate with, nearly did. I think and uh, and he uh, she we were going to meet up and we got and got home, but then it just never happened. I've got a girlfriend, I think, a different one right. for a long time ago. This was like six years ago. And, uh, so it just never happened and she became the great white buffalo and she's now known as the great white buffalo <laughs> so I never caught her a mysterious <laughs> a mysterious beast yeah. yeah exactly That and that is it you you, you always regret the, the things you don't do way more than the things you do so even if you do a couple of episodes of a podcast or a couple of you know posts on an Instagram about your cakes or anything you'll regret not doing it way way more and that is a cliche, but it's a very, very good point. Fair point, even, some would say. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, Sorry, no. James. Sorry, James, for stealing your mate, thunder. If he, if he listens to it, if he listens to it. If he listens to, to this, I've fucking made it, mate. <laughs> James, just fucking hurry up and invite us for beers at your UK show. You've already met Bruce. I don't know if he remembers. We got really fucked up when we met. That's very funny. He was... Yeah. He was a good egg. Mate, when I met him, I was like, this guy's got 40,000 followers. This is fucking cool. Yeah. And now... Now he's got nearly 700,000 followers. Is that how much it's got to? I don't know. That's a lot. As far as I know, 
Last time I checked, he was at like six four something. Uh, six six fifty six. Six seven three. Well, he's been around there for a while, actually. Fair play. Come on, James. Fair play. I reckon it's um, I reckon it's that it's that fucking algorithm doesn't doesn't do enough adverts, does he? Nah. Yeah. Do some more ads, mate. <laughs> do um, an ad. Do an ad for some protein shakes or <laughs> or some diet supplements, mate, and you'll. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if anyone will get this this banter. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Every time I always say, "Do you know who James Smith is?" Everyone's like, "No." I'm like. Where are, who are all these <laughs> yeah, well, 700,000 people there? Because it just seems like it's just me and you. Yeah. Yeah. My mum knows who he is. Yeah. My mum bought his book. Oh, did she? Yeah, the diet is one. Is it good? Or do, I don't know. I think good. she might have read it. I've not read it yet. No. I want, I'm going to read. I, think I want the new one. The new one will be yeah. better. Well, the new one will apply more to me. Yeah, that's what I, I think. I'm not, I'm, I'm not too bothered about the, the diet book stuff, but um, yeah, not a life coach. That would be sweet. I think it would be really good. Yeah. I've been, reading, I've been reading a book called The Box by Mark Levinson, which is about the revolu- like how the shipping container revolutionised like global economy. Whoa! It's well, I was listening to it as I, I listened to the Nick Hanslow and you uh, after hours lounge podcast on the way yeah. here, and then that finished. I just punched that in because I got it on Audible. It's sick, mate. He's it's just like people used to just chuck shit on a boat. Yeah, and it used to hope take, for the best. And so the boat would sit there whilst everyone, it would take like two days yeah. for them to pull all the shit off the boat. Yeah. And then someone was like, well, no, we'll just put everything in containers. So they, they And then they just made, so he, he like basically made like a small like container ship. Yeah. And they and just put 20 foot containers on it, like, like how we see them now. This yeah. is in like 1956. <clears throat> And people were like, no, can't do it like, <laughs> do it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then suddenly, people bought into the the idea because you can essentially park the boat up, unload the boat in a day, yeah, or less, and then the boat can fuck off to or get reloaded, yeah, yeah. And fuck off back to where it where it took from whence it came, and um, and the same thing goes with like her. Like a lorry, like a lorry can go and drop its container off at a warehouse or something, mm. and then pick up the container that it left there last the last time, and it's just like, and you're just like, this is only a f- like this 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 concept has like only been like adopted on mass in like the last like, 50, fifty years. years. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, it, it just seems like such a you just like, and you don't even. Shipping containers are everywhere. You don't even see them. You don't even... doesn't... Yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. You drive in and out of Portsmouth, there's just piles of shipping containers yeah. on, the, on, on the way out. Every single lorry that you see that's big has got it's a, shipping, shipping, it's a shipping container. Yeah. It's a shipping container on a truck, yeah, basically. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah. I'd love to do... I think in sustainability, a huge project to like undertake would be to create a standardised box that things go in because if you think about the amount of trees that cut down get cut down every single year mm. if you could basically get a wooden or a it could be plastic if you because it just gets reused mm-hmm. container but like a standardized parcel container for what not like a container size like no. one of the metal like a so like, like a, a box like a box yeah that like you, a, so you get your amazon delivery and it comes in a box 
and then the next time the Amazon man comes and takes his box back and you get your new box and then suddenly uh, yeah, you've that's got cool. boxes that don't get like literally every single box that comes into an Amazon warehouse the ASOS warehouse that you get yeah. so they get delivered in a box that gets thrown away yeah. and they get put in a new box that comes to you yeah, that yeah. gets thrown away and I just think that like an epic thing to do would be to standardise boxing so that all and I don't know how to do it I haven't got any further than that I started thinking about it last year that's a fucking good idea but that, and then you just eliminate all that waste and you just have Boxes that all your, you know, sad clothes. Anyone's got any, any ideas? If anyone wants that, you have it for free. <laughs> <laughs> but if you actually do it, we'll fucking come after you, <laughs> you bastards. Yeah. Nice. Right. Well, I think we will. We'll finish up there, guys. We're, we've hit. We've hit three thousand bars, whatever that means, on what I'm recording. I never know how long a bar actually is, but we've been recording for a while. But. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. As I said, something a little bit different uh, with Bruce. Um, yeah, just a, just a bit of fun, really. Just nice nice to catch up and thought we'd lay down a podcast. Um, yeah, a few bits about mental health, a few bits about sustainability, as always. It's great to hear you know someone who actually knows what they're talking about um, talk about sustainability because it is a very important issue. Um, and as well, yeah, the, the message of if you're thinking about doing something, you should probably do it. Because it's better than not doing it. And if it doesn't work, then you can just stop doing it. Don't you agree? Yeah, mate. Yeah, stop doing it. But yeah, guys, thank you very much for for listening. Thank you, Bruce. Bloody, bloody subscribe to the Sandman's podcast. Leave a nice, leave a nice review. Yeah. It'll make him feel, it'll make him feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's true. A nice dopamine hit. Mm. And, and we um, like that. Yeah, don't leave me a one star review like whoever did that. Fuck you, oh, whoever did that. Yeah. And then also. You probably listened to me though, which is nice. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the listen. <laughs> thanks for the listen. Yeah. Um, probably follow me on Instagram as well. Yeah, follow the Sandman on Instagram as well. Yeah. At the After Hours Lounge, and we can follow you on Instagram as well. Uh, at, at Turtle Dot Straws. Turtle Dot Straws, not Turtle Straws. Turtle Dot Straws. Yeah, and if you're nice. following Strudels or anyone else, unfollow them and follow Turtle Straws instead. Much better content, much funnier, <laughs> and of course, much better straws. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much, and we will see you for the next one.